Welcome back to Hold the Gravy. Thank you all so much for joining me today for episode 18. I'm super excited to bring you a great conversation, great interview with a good friend of mine, Mr. Gerald Grunig. This is the second time we've had this man on Hold the Gravy. We sat down last fall in, uh, in, in late October at the Bayou Tesh Museum in New Iberia, Louisiana. So it was great to catch up here with him again. We got to really touch on some cool things and hear a lot about his growth since the last time you heard from him. And uh, I just wish him the best of luck, and I really appreciate what he's doing for a lot of small-town businesses in southern Louisiana. And he's really making a name for himself and representing our state and the culture in a really cool culinary way. And he's representing for a younger crowd, I think, what makes Louisiana culinary culture extremely special. And shout out Acadiana Eats and Gerald Grunig once again. Hope you enjoy the episode. My name is Hunter Romero. This is Hold the Gravy, episode 18, Mr. Gerald Grunig. It's been, uh, it's been a minute since, since we got to sit down for a second. I know that you've been rolling. We keep up with each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Isn't that pretty cool about today's age? You get to, I feel like, keep up with more people. That's it's it. good and bad, I guess, but. Yeah, I, you know, um, I, I wish, honestly, hey, y'all, what's happening? I, what, what's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, on my bed. Hey, y'all good? Y'all good? Yeah, we about to get rolling. We about to get rolling. Yeah, I think that's oh, yeah. what's cool. Bro. I heard him in the kitchen there. Like, Gerald's coming. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think I think what's cool about it though is, as much as you get to you check out and kind of look at your phone and kind of see what's going on or what everybody else is up to, um, it's like man, you get up and you go out and you go do something. However, it is really nice to be like, man, look at Hunter, man. You know, <laughs> man, look at look at look at everybody doing their thing. So uh, yeah, it is nice, man. For sure, man, and you're you're known by more people that <clears throat> that know who you are than you know who they are. You know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's that's a different feeling, I'm sure. I, I think what's been interesting because I've always had a big personality, man. I always have, and it, what's funny is when I was growing up, you know, I was, you know how it is, man. The kid that talks a lot and is full of energy is the one that gets in trouble. You know, <laughs> yeah. I talk I talk to my wife all the time, who's a teacher. And, you know, she'll have a, a, a student that's giving them fits or giving her fits. And uh, it, it just, at times, just, you know, I have to tell her, I'm like, Ariel, that was me, you know? <laughs> and, and it's funny how it all works out where, you know, I feel like it's always interesting who I get the, man, I'm so proud of you. Or like, man, you know, I can't believe you're doing what you're doing. Or, oh, I loved you. I'm like, oh, you do. Because I can distinctly remember growing up, you know, you telling my, my mom, if Gerald comes, somebody's got to be there with him or he can't come. You know, what I'm, I'm serious, man. Like, I, I'm like, dude, I was one of those kids that was wound up and ready to rock and roll. But at the same time, I wasn't invited everywhere because I was a handful. Right. But now that I'm a, an adult, you love my energy and you know you're proud of me yeah it helps them wake up in Bro, the morning. I, look and and it's something that i'm glad people enjoy but it's also one of those things that gets me fired up because bruh yeah like man you you, you can't have, stomp you on the flower any, yeah, yeah you didn't want to have anything to do with me when i was a kid but now that right. we're rolling kind of pushing the oh we're, we're proud of you like right. come on man like cool thank you for the love and the sentiment but i don't forget anything bro anything like the littlest things that people say, bro, I'm telling you, man, stick with me. Like, I will never forget. And my mom will regret saying this for the rest of her life. We were doing something at Festival International, and my mom goes to somebody. I don't even know who it was. Oh, yeah, well, my son, he, you know, he's a pretend Zydeco musician. That's what, he t that's what she said. Oh, my God, mom. Like, he pretends to play music. Oh, no. <laughs> Bruh. Excuse my laugh. That as, hurts. Co as competitive as I am, uh. like, I'm glad I heard you say that. Because when I'm playing Jazz Fest, <laughs> and you're going to be asking me for all your friends and every, oh, can we get backstage? All this stuff. Mom, 
Remember, now I'm, we gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And she's gonna be happy, and I'm gonna be happy. She's there. But it's those little things. My whole life, bro, that have fueled me, man. Like those little like jabs or like, no, you can't do it. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I can't do it. Watch. Let me show you, man. So, yeah, bro. Um, that it's awesome to get the love and support that I do get when I'm around Lafayette. Now, honestly, when I'm all over South Louisiana, has been crazy. But yeah. Um, it's uh, it's 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 those moments too where I'm like, man, you know, I, I often stop and smell the roses. I'm one of those guys that that takes a step back and takes it all in pretty regularly. So I never take anything for granted. But I'm also I also like that. Aha! See? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Little chip. Little that's chip it. on Maybe the that's it, bro. That's <laughs> what I'm here chip. for, man. No doubt. I'm sure you've uh, you've eaten all those chips too. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. No. And if I don't want to eat them, they make me eat them, yeah. man. You got to try these. You've never had anything like this before. Right, so. right. Dude, I think about that on some of the videos I yeah. watch. I'm like, is he enjoying some of these things? Yeah, <laughs> well, and I, I get that question a lot, all the time. Um, and growing up in the restaurant business, growing up on top of my family's restaurant, still even working at my dad's place from time to time, not very often. If my brother's listening, he'll probably roll his eyes because he's the one at the front lines back home in New Orleans right. having to work at the shop so much. But growing up how I grew up, man, I know how hard people are working at the local restaurant level to, uh, one, make a living, two, keep their staff employed keep the hours up i mean these restaurants are the backbone of so many communities and so many families where who am i to ever say anything negative about any restaurant but if i don't like it i'm not gonna post it right <laughs> and i'm yeah. not gonna put it on tv so if i'm not those... feeling something <clears throat> I'll, yo can we do something else right right I, I, i'm gonna shoot something until there's something i can get behind yeah because they're cooking all kind of creative yeah, stuff they're yeah. putting some things together that might be questionable and i think a lot of the times it's nerves <laughs> right. or they feel like they need to do something right for me right that right. it's just special. not necessary yeah, i like just you want coming you to do the original yeah, uh, I, hot link all right That's what i, I just want you to do what you do I, I i i put no pressure on anybody to be like man i i need to do this for gerald like nah you've been in business for this long and you've had success doing this that way that's what i want don't and then because here's the other thing if it does well whether it's on tv or on social media if it catches people's eye and people come out and they want it you you better be able to bring it because that's the other thing man like when when i want people to put their best foot forward when we're visiting these spots because that's what they need to bring to these new customers because it's not me right i'm one person and right. i ain't paying I'm here. I'm, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times it's like, hey, yo, like here, here's your food, G. Right. But those, those future customers or those those possibilities of return business that, that could come to you, you need to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward. And sometimes that's not trying to impress Gerald. Right. Honestly. Right. You're channeling the customers through. Yeah, for sure. Which because, means a lot. I mean, that's, I mean, that's that's what it's all about. It's a big role. You know? as, and that's. You know, everybody thinks I do it for the free food, bro, and that's that's not the case, man. No, no. Uh, I enjoy doing what I'm doing, but you know, it, it takes um, you know time to do what I do. But also, I don't want to do what I I don't want restaurants to be disappointed in the final product as to what it looks like, and be disappointed in the feedback, right? Um, that they get. Oh, I went. I, I didn't get what. Oh, I get it. But they did that for you. Or I went. Mm. You know, no. I want the restaurants, customers, me, everybody to be happy with whatever experience um, I'm broadcasting, yeah, if that makes sense. It does, and we talked We talked last fall, and yeah. <clears throat> since then, I mean, how has is, how is things grown? How has the boss liked it? How is, you know, yeah. the fans liking it? Um, so I, I think it's, it's, it's wild, the growth we've had since then. Um, I think last fall, you and I both, and, and Wendell, we all kind of sitting there knowing um, what, the reach and what the impact has been for our Acadiana Eats segment in TV and what I do at KLFY, which, you know, I can't say enough how much I love my job and how much people here have responded to that in our eight parish Acadiana area, our viewing area. Right. Um, but since the fall, and honestly, since the spring, because I said that once we hit 100,000 followers on TikTok, we're going to hit the road. And what's been wild is reaching these smaller communities reaching these bigger cities you know places bigger bigger than lafayette 
um, you know, Baton Rouge. We haven't done tons in New Orleans just yet. I've been to Lake Charles a couple times, the Morgan Cities, the Homas, the Thibodeaux. Man, they love it, bro. <laughs> they, uh, and it's so cool and so rewarding to be out. It's so cool and so rewarding to be outside and sweating, putting this work in, so to speak, for these local businesses or restaurants and just really I'm outside doing my thing and part of the reason why I continue to eat outside at so many spots even though it's hot as hell outside <laughs> right it's brutal is so that way there's recognition for the building and the business behind me when right. people go oh what is that oh what's that sign behind Gerald it says bourgeois meat market it says you know uh Danny's fried chicken right which one is that it the conversation without me having to have it because I try and keep the content so short and engaging, entertaining, but like, you know, that's the day and age we live in. So as many times as I don't have to make it feel like an ad, that's what I kind of think about when I'm outside of these businesses, maybe in front of these signs, but then I still get the comment, Hey, where is this place? Like, bro, it is on the wall behind me for like 10 <laughs> seconds in a 15 second video or a 20 second video. Like it's there, the number, the address, everything. <laughs> um, but what's been great is while I'm out doing that, the man, we were in Thibodeau on Tuesday and there was a traffic jam. Right, that, that one of the lights was out, heading from Thibodeau to Shriver. It's a big deal, bro. <laughs> Look, and I, I posted the video of me giving that lady a, a boudin burrito because I had a bunch of them. I'm like, dude, we're hitting a, a few other spots. I'm not going to eat all this right, right now, and I don't want it sitting in the back of my car right now. I am ready for the cool weather, Hunter, because when that happens, I can the car, the food will last in the back of the whip a little <laughs> bit longer than it does right now. So the leftovers. I have, I have all these boudin burritos, and bro, while I'm eating, it's like honk honk. I love you, Hong Kong, Gerald, Hong Kong, let's go, bro. And that's, <laughs> dude, that's, that's, this, this is a market that I played football in, obviously, but, you know, there's no ties to that. This is all based on my trips to Homa, my trips to Thibodeau back in the spring, um, and maybe my trips to Morgan City, or just what I've been doing on social media and what's been able to happen with its reach. So man. that's been that's been really cool, man. Have you hit a hundred thousand? Yeah, we're <laughs> so, there you go, you on yeah, the road. Well, no, so I hit a hundred K, I think it was back in April. So um from October to uh, the beginning of October of twenty twenty one to the spring of twenty twenty two, we were at a hundred K plus. Um right now I'll be at two hundred and thirty five thousand by the end of the day today. So the you know wow yes. every day man every day those people are watching yeah every day you know the compliments i get every day which are which is super cool is people all over the state country world yo checking in from zimbabwe checking in from australia people that are deployed overseas that are maybe in japan right. germany austria whatever it may be for the united states military they're like yo you make me feel like i'm back at home so you know there's something impactful about what we're doing but it's not it's not about me. It's about that restaurant that they grew up eating at hmm. that they thought nobody cared about when really it's, you know, so pivotal to their community, but it just hasn't gotten the light shed on it where people come across their, their home pages, um, their, their phones, their for you page, whatever it may be. And Hunter to them, I can't believe I'm seeing this. I can't believe my little restaurant that I grew up going to my whole life is on my for you page or is on my home page this is incredible wow i miss it i love it can't wait to get back home like bruh that's that's what's been super super impactful and always touches my heart but yeah so i'm, I'm thinking we'll probably be before october 1st we'll probably grow uh to about two hundred fifty thousand followers on on tiktok in the first year and, and that's across, where you're seeing that's where you're seeing a big i think growth I mean, you're obviously well, sharing from TikTok, yeah. putting it on your Instagram, well, putting it on Facebook. So that's what I was going to touch on is, you know, you have a lot of people. Um, so I've always been into video work. I know you're a creative dude as well. Um, and it once the apps and the platforms started transitioning and the phones honestly started getting better mm -hmm. where you could do a lot more at a, on a higher quality level on your phone, in your pocket, uh, that's when me and you know one of my best friends and videographer john weatherall who's got a huge presence in his own right 
uh, decided to like, hey, man, let's put our shoulder into this. And that's, you know, it should have been in 2020 during the pandemic. We should have gotten on TikTok because we've been doing this with Acadiana Eats in the Lafayette area for seven years. Bro. Right. So, you know, what has been crazy the last 10 months to a year, bro, we ain't new to this. We true to this. Right. Baby. You know what I'm saying? And, it took the practice, I guess. Right. But at the same time, you know, it's 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 kind of secondhand to us because we've been doing it for so long. Now we're we're turning out more volume. Try I'm trying to grow what I do across our state and across our region. You know, when I got you know tourism offices hitting me up, um, you know, and I, and I'm always appreciative. Like, hey, we'd love to have you in Alabama, Florida, Tech. Like, you know, that to me, you know, Las Vegas. Like, man, everybody's man. We'd love to have Gerald because they have those bases just like anywhere else of Louisiana people all over. Uh, the country and it's right. not just Louisiana people man it's barbecue it's 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 Jamaican it's whatever it is they're just a fan of what you know I've and what we've been doing but what's been so cool about the social media aspect and what we've been doing on TikTok while the growth like I said will probably be within a year about a quarter million there's a lot of people that have blown up way faster than that but to me it's important that what we're doing is impactful too you mm -hmm. know because I think there are some things I could be doing that would be like oh man well I'm seeing what's happening trend wise and i see what does really well for followers and numbers and views i see it but you know what what does that look like for anybody else but me you know and to me it's important to continue to stay that path of supporting you know people that need the help and and then shining light on communities and people um whether it be through food music you know, uh, I've been loving dabbling. I've always loved hats. I've been loving like that side of like kind of throwing like my swag and my touch yeah. on a lot of stuff. I noticed that. And, and, people, and they're sending you clothes. And well, look, no, no, no. So here's the other thing, man, is like if if anybody reaches out to me, that's like, hey, man, what can I what can I do? Uh, you know, everybody thinks it's so much more involved than it is. Everybody thinks that there's so much more going on behind the scenes and there's not, man. Team Gerald. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's just like, bro, I'm just here right. to, to, to try and lift people up, honestly. That and you, been, you're managing all of this. So you're the main yeah, marketing no, manager. That, that, I mean, it's, it's from the social media side, yes. Like what I've been doing on TikTok, Instagram, and I share everything, and I know that was your original question, is like, you know, what we built in Lafayette, what we built in Acadiana with Acadiana Eats, you know, and what I wanted to do with that segment back in 2015, you know, we continue to do with Acadiana Eats Live. We continue to do with our Acadiana Eats segment every Thursday. Um, you know, and from the television aspect and traditional media aspect of what we do, man, I, I can't thank work enough for all the support and love I've gotten to, you know, spread my wings and go, right? Um, but I think what what gets lost at times is people don't realize that on a Tuesday afternoon, myself and John Weatherall, who together we have a reach of about a million people, get in a car and we pick a city and we go to that city. Sometimes I talk to the restaurant, sometimes I don't. And bruh, we just bob around town and go, hey, where do you like to eat at? Hey, what's a cool spot? Like, what do you take pride in living here? What, what's, what's your favorite spot? And then, bro, we just roll up at some spots like, hey, yo, you know who we are? No? Okay, let me show you. You know, and it helps that we have the numbers behind us now to kind of show them like, yo, this is our page. This is our presence, you know, and nothing's better than after I post that video on my social media pages and I get the, oh, my God, Gerald, we sold out of everything. We've been this. We've been that. And then what happens is, is when I post one of those videos like, yo, Nichols. We're in Thibodeau, baby. Let's go. Or <laughs> I'm in Lake Charles or I'm in Baton right. Rouge, wherever it may be. The comment page starts filling up with all those future recommendations. Right. They start tagging. They start mentioning all these restaurants. And then I start getting the messages of, yo, please come back. I would love to do X, Y, and Z for you um, or John or for y'all. And that makes it easier for the second go round. But what's been great about TikTok and posting so regularly and so often and being consistent on that app is I'm doing all the work on that app, right? So I'm posting, editing, doing everything on my phone. All that, none of that's done on a computer. It's all done on my phone, all shot on my phone, all posted through my phone. So I post it on TikTok, right? And then save it to my camera roll. Then I post it on Instagram and Facebook. Now, 
when I got onto my social media game, right, really kind of stepped it up in the fall of 2021, um, I had a total reach of about 15,000 people between Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, right? So on Facebook, I believe I had like 13K. Um, Instagram, I was at like 2,300. And Twitter, I, I, you know, I get on Twitter on Sundays for Saint stuff and NFL things, um, but wouldn't really fool around with Twitter a whole lot. And I still don't. I post my videos there because it's like, yo, you might as well, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and every now and then, like, you know, my buddy Devin, Hold the Mayo, right. you know, Snow Like John's always like, bro, you got to get on Twitter more. And that, that has been a really great avenue for him. Yeah, um, he, he smokes it over yeah, there. Yeah, but you have to you have to really water the flowers on on Twitter, right, man. You know, right. like engage and I engage with people through my comments uh, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram, but you know, I feel like Twitter's so like boom 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 like lightning. Everybody's like right here right now, what's trending? You know, which I appreciate the beauty in that, but I've also got a wife that I love um a yard that needs cutting like bro i got a job you know what i'm saying it's just it's just tough you talk about a team like no there's nobody doing that i'm responding to comments right right right. um but what's been cool is posting to tiktok and posting my tiktoks to my other platforms has grown my facebook from 13k to like forty six thousand since october and i've been posting pretty consistent for years so you know like i said the social media platforms made that pivot to video you know, and then once, once, once video and, you know, me with shirtless, you know, at the gym, stop, you know, just a picture, not saying I ever did that, but once the algorithm kind of changed to right. video and production, it was like, man, we need to kind of jump into this. And then, so I grew my, my Facebook from 12, 13,000 to, like I said, 46 right now. Yeah. So I'd like to think by October one, we'll be at 50 K. Right. So, cause that's kind of rate we're growing, depending on what cities we go to, stuff like that. Um, Instagram went from 2,300 to, you know, 13,300. So we've grown 11,000 followers on Instagram, which Instagram, I think um, the way that platform is moving, uh, you know, I I think that growth is going to continue to happen faster for a lot of people that do continue to fool with video. But because of the reels. Right. Era we're in right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They're like kind of, I don't know, they're they're shying away from photography. Yeah. they're, They're not putting it into everybody's feeds as much anymore. And it's like, man, there's still so many great photos to, to so, be seen, you know? I just think how photographers need to think about how they deliver their posts. Right. Just needs to change. You know, like, you know, one awesome photo is is great, right? But, okay, how many great photos do you have in the can and or are there four or five different ones? I, I just think it's making people be more creative than just posting a picture and it doing well. Right. I personally love that, but it's in my personality to edit, to have a bigger, per- hey, yo, look at what, you know, look at look at what we're doing or look at what I did or, you know, talking about it. Whereas like, I think, you know, creatively, you have a lot of people that don't like, they take pictures to be behind the camera, not to be in front of it. And it, and it can get tough for introverts that are talented on social media, in my opinion, if they're like, oh man, you, you need to be a brand. It's all about you and you know, you need to do a better job of selling. You're like, bruh, like yeah. you know what makes you happy, first of all. Yeah. And if you don't like doing it, that's okay. But I, I would agree just posting a photo right now and and watching it, man, blow up, just it just it, it's tough to grow. You it know? is. Yeah. I have a photographer friend that is now just kind of Making uh, slideshows, I guess. Yeah, right. That's what I was going to say. Into a reel yeah, and, and putting a song in it, and, yeah. and it's like I, I get it. I do, right. you know. Right. And it's it's creatively done, and and it has its purpose. But yeah, it's it's just so crazy all these different platforms, yeah. and that we have to sort of keep that in mind when we want to share whatever it is we're sharing. Right. And, and uh, man, it's growing so fast. It's like even five, ten years ago, we weren't we weren't conditioned to like making every decision about our art because of how we're gonna like put it out on a platform you know correct we weren't really thinking about that on the foreground but i guess that's now where we're at you know and and you know kudos to things that people want to see because i do i do have a, a a bit of a sensational uh love for watching people taste food grade food like <laughs> right, where right. can i yeah. where can i get the best of this and, yeah you know 
the Dave from Barstool Sports, yeah, his right. pizza. I love pizza reviews. Yeah, Man. absolutely. But, but one of the things I watch almost too yeah, many of those. Yeah, yeah. But what, one of the things I've almost gotten all the time is people want me to give it a score or whatever it is because that's what's popular. But they don't realize, like I said, that we've been doing this right since 2015. Devin, so I, I Devin mentioned that too. Yeah, I think I think Acadiana eats. You know, was I don't know when Dave started doing pizza reviews, but I think we were doing what we were doing. And look, it's true. But there is no comparison. Like, bro, I'll sit there. What did Dave give it? Like seven four. Like, but his crowd, they're like they love and appreciate that. I want my crowd to go, man. That looks good. Let me go try it for myself. Right. That's right. what I want because it's not about me and what I think. Even though if it's good, I put it on my page. Right. If it's not, we do something else. Right. <laughs> However. It's up to me to support these businesses and give them a platform where they can shine while the customers go, hey, you know what? That looked really good. I need to go try it. Yeah, sure. And if it's on Gerald's page, it must be good. Right. It's not up to me to tell you what you're going to like. That's right. been my approach to it. No, for sure, man. And, uh, yeah, Hold the Mayo does the same thing with yeah. red beans every Monday. Yeah. He, he's not out there saying... He's gonna tell you when it's like, oh, this this ain't worth it. Correct, but, correct. And hey, that's and that's a different cool. style so of this delivery. Is, this is the second time, and I love and I am so proud of Devin, man. Um, you know, because every time it comes up that we're associated together and or friends, whether it's in a podcast interview format, whether I'm out and about around town, um, you're talking about a dude that has had and has so much personality, um, and he's bounced and I've bounced so many things off of him. Um, he's bounced so many things off of me or just having conversations like this, bro. Um, you know, I, I make the joke right now. I haven't talked to Devin in weeks, but it's because Devin's grinding, right? Devin, Devin's at a different point um, in regards to what he's building. And I'm glad the red beans and rice thing has, has taken, has given him an audience that has also opened the door to you know how entertaining and mm. his personality because it was the red beans originally right and you still have so many people like man i love the guy that 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 does red beans but now man i, I love the podcast I, I go on the website i read the blogs like that's been really awesome to see because that's the stuff he's been working at for a really long time and uh you know uh, i'm I'm glad, and he'll tell you it's not paying off, right? <laughs> because, you know, man, I got bills to pay, right. you know. Y'all are at Disney World. Now you he's know, selling I'm shirts, here, I'm here packing shirts, yeah. man, all day, you know. Like, that's that's the grind side of it. Mine's been on back order for or, a few weeks. Yeah, which is okay, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Because you, you do it to support him. And uh, I always make the joke with him, I haven't bought my HTM shirt yet. Or I have a bunch of the OG ones, right, mm. from long before RB&R. Because, you know, I, I, I've always been a supporter of his and his personality. He's been one of my really good friends from high school. Loved the dude to death. Um, and I knew what he was trying to build. And I, and I was always trying to do my best to support him in that way. But how many HTM shirts do I need and or does my wife? Like, bro. <laughs> like, how Closets many? Yeah, yeah. Enough, Which man. was one of the things Devin and I always talked about. You know, it was like, how do you roll out the, the red bean shirt the right way? How do you, how do you start incorporating mm. all that? And I know for him... It's taken some um, it's taken some awesome turns and he's made some great connects that have helped move the ball faster for him because, you know, he's he's only one person, bro. Like, you know, and I know he's building this presence across, you know, South Louisiana and, you know, same kind of thing. I think what what I do food wise for so many people um, or culturally or, you know, whether it's fashion or the way I talk or depending on where I'm at, you know, what I'm saying that that gets people excited because they don't they don't get that in Seattle. They don't they don't they don't get that in Montana. They don't get that in New York or Boston. But this is home for a lot of people and a lot of influential, impactful, hardworking, smart, you know, financially successful people. But bro, you ain't getting, you know, red beans and rice and fried chicken on Mondays in Boston. You know, the greatest tradition in the world. Just like out here, if if you know, I wanted to do, oh, let's go eat etouffee on a Friday. You know, like that, that there's so many culturally, um, there's so many things culturally that are happening here that are so coveted by so many people all over the world that I'm just glad that, you know, people are, people are listening to him and, and jumping on board, honestly, um, to what 
you know, we're doing as a state. And I know we talked about that a lot, a lot last time in the fall. But, um, yeah, it's been it's been a, a interesting time. And as much as we talk about, you know, growth and as much as we talk about how crazy is it the world we live in, the beautiful the beautiful side of of what I feel like we do, what Devin's doing, what so many people, Dave Portnoy's, I mean, not putting any of us comparing any of that. But what I'm saying is there's a beauty in, yeah. you know, like love, support. And uh, and you know entertainment, char- not 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 characters, but just like hey, being a character, like dude, you're a character, you're a trip. That's what I mean. Like you're funny, you're this, you're that. Like that appreciation being felt all over the places is also really really special about what's happening um, right now through our phones and through those social media platforms. Yeah, man, I I feel that too. I really do, and I agree. And and my my format of media hasn't always been as a. Uh, as quick and to the point and and i never really uh, saw myself as as a quick like six second personality on, on things that's why I, I take the longer formats yeah. the podcast the, the documentaries and but man what y'all are doing for the younger generations of south louisiana i think is really important because it's it's showing it's it's not a bunch of old people down here that that are just waiting to to till the next generation you know to move out or leave louisiana like some people want so you brought up two points that stick with me right um what's cool and what's great about what's happening um on our phones right now uh, is that it doesn't have to be 15 seconds right like i'm a stale cracker fan right me too I, so i met stale cracker <laughs> in new orleans man you know we, we've been keeping up with each other on TikTok. um you know i didn't get to hang out with them as much as i wanted to because uh, I was working the seafood cook-off for the lieutenant governor um, back at the beginning of the month. But the reason why I bring that up is you look at Stale Crackers videos, man. Like, there's no crazy production value yeah. to it. Dude's entertaining. He's informative and engaging. And yesterday, I was watching a video of him messing with bees for, you know, I don't know how long the video was, but it wasn't 15, 16, right. 20 right. seconds. I mean, that's what's cool about it, too, is if – if your audience is built up doing something that you love and care about or that you're trying to provide certain information or whatever it is, if that's what that audience is there for, it's going to do well. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what's nice about it. I think on TikTok, you can post a three-minute video or maybe a 10-minute video now, which is awesome because if you have a longer format or longer this, that, and the other, like you you can use... But there's an audience for it. They wouldn't do it if people weren't having success with it, is right. my point, right? It's so true. It's those true. longer videos, um, you know, are, are for some. And I'll sit there and watch a lot of them. Or I'll watch an Instagram live of a, a Instagram live of a, of a hat battle that Lids is doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's, there's definitely room for that. But I also think, to your second point, that, you know, the younger generation, right? I, I think from a, from a TV standpoint, what's been great um, – because I work in traditional media in Lafayette, Louisiana. And I love my job at KLFY News 10. I love what I do every every morning, working on Passepot 2, often imitated, never duplicated, baby. The big show, let's go. Um, <laughs> but what's been great about the social media side of what we've been doing um, across Acadiana, TV-wise, and Acadiana-wise on, on social media, right? Um, but what's been awesome across the state is attracting the younger crowds, so what we do and what I do, you know, when I'm in Louisiana, it's like, you know, the kids are going, oh, that's that's he's on TikTok. That's that's Gerald. Let's go. But then mom and dad are going, oh, well, if you like Gerald so much, I'll start turning the volume up when we're watching Passe by Two in the morning instead of maybe just putting it on while we're drinking coffee or like, hey, Billy, I know you don't you don't realize that Mr. Gerald's on my TV every day. He's right. he's on in our living room. You're just like, oh, that's the news. Like, no, he. You know, that same energy, that same stuff that you love on social media, like I said, we've been doing it, and I've been doing it pretty much my whole television career. So, like, there's a good tie in there, but across the state, across the state and across the region, across the south, uh, I know North Louisiana, I'm, I'm coming, I promise. <laughs> We're going to be there. They've been on me in Shreveport and Monroe. Um, so that's what's exciting because it, it, there is a younger generation, but it's not just – kids man because i know so many people and one of the biggest i guess pr kind of things tiktok has to deal with is like oh it's just that's for kids that's for kids it's like no man most of the people that are coming up to me and going hey bro i love your tiktoks when i'm in thibodeau we're all college 
um, 30s, 40s, younger families. You know what I'm saying? Our generation. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's a good connect. Um, I'm not saying I have control as to what's on those apps and what people can see. That's that's not my forte. But I do try and make sure that the content I put out um, is good for everybody. Now, there's a couple of times, you know, like there's a word bleeped out in a rap song that I really like. The word's bleeped out. Yo, so if it's good for the radio, it's good for my page. But I, I do try to be sensitive right. to, you know, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the kids, mom and dad who are maybe possibly, oh, look at Gerald. He's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So that way it's not too rough, you know, because I'll have rappers hollering at me all the time. Like, hey, bro, can you use my song? And I'm just like, bro, <laughs> I, like I can I can I can do that working out and maybe on a workout video. But I need it edited and I need and like I need a part of the song that's not, you know, rough or but that's but dude, I hear from rock bands, country. I mean, the same kind of stuff, man. So right. it's all got to fit as to what what I feel like is a good representation of me and the restaurants. Right. Because there's there's some layups where you go, man, this song would be perfect for that restaurant. But then it's like I listen to the words of the song and I'm like, man, um, you know, that was a different era of 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 hip-hop or a different era of country music where you know the words maybe aren't as sensitive to where we are in this sure. day and age as well as man you know while this song may make sense in hindsight you listen to the words it's just not really a good fit but so all these thoughts are going through my head when i'm picking every video right but what i love and what's been really cool about what you're doing um what i'm doing what john's doing what devin's doing right we're all shining light on different portions about we're all shi sh we're all shining light on different portions of our state on different cultural um, phenomenons, things that um, really make a difference to us and, and things that people really care about in our community, as well as outside of our state without being a certain type of way, you know, like. I love that, you know, you you and your background and what you're doing with your podcast, just like I love what Devin does with his delivery, because we're not all a certain type of people. You know what I'm saying? Like Louisiana is not what it's portrayed to be all the time or what people think it is. So I think it's important to have people like Stale Cracker because Stale Cracker represents a large portion of our state. He's entertaining. He's informative. He does a good job. And I think he and, and I think now because I'm not a huge at home kind of cook type deal. Right. Like I get I try to eat super clean at the house because I'm out and about eating pretty bad, pretty regularly. Right. So what's cool about what he's doing and what Devin's doing, what you're doing, what we're doing, what everybody's doing is that we're, we're able to show um, the masses and, and the crowds that not everything has to be, you know, alligators and swamp people. And not everything has to be, you know, rough and rugged or what people associate are or voodoo or whatever it is, man. Like we are a melting pot just like our country is. And I think it's important and I think it's really cool that these social media platforms, um, if you do it right and do it well, give a voice to certain audiences that probably haven't felt heard by what they've seen on TV or in a national spotlight. You know what I'm saying? I do, man. I, I I think about that a lot. I really, <clears throat> I really can't say that enough. And I, I look at you and I look at Devin and, and all these people we're talking about the same way. And uh, we all kind of fit in to this puzzle piece of what's sort of representing uh, the, the word of Louisiana right now, you know, and if people are even paying attention, I don't know. And that's not why I'm doing it either. That's not really why I'm pushing the numbers on my podcast, whatever it is. It's like, yeah, I'd love as many people as as i know to to listen to this or people i don't know but if they're not it, it's it's okay they're gonna find it one day that's what we doing we're just putting all kind of stuff in this cloud right and the documentation of stuff yes is so important right and i think you know hunter you and i've spent enough time together um and i know your appreciation for what we have going on here as a state um, musically food culturally um you know another aspect and another thing that I take so much pride in from my job, right, on TV, documenting older musicians, younger musicians, just having, you know, a living, breathing thing that it's our job to archive, right? Um, the interviews you're doing 
um, with certain people, certain towns, certain communities, people that, you know, for one, families never thought, oh, well, my dad just boils crawfish or my dad's just a shrimper or my mom's just a, a cook at a restaurant. No, 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 no. I mean, sitting them down for an interview and, and talking to them for an hour and having that and publishing it and the family forever being able to hear their mom's voice. Like that stuff sticks with me. Going to a restaurant, um, Ms. I think of one right now, Brosmart, Miss Geraldine, she passed in, geez, I guess it was towards the new year. And I had taped a shrimp stew social media clip in November, December, and I never put it out, right? Um, just because Miss Geraldine, she's been on my, my television segment a bunch of times, right? Like Brosmart, whatever it is. But what I'm saying is, as soon as I found out she passed, I said, man. Like, for one, I'm going to miss Miss Gerald when I'm on the north side because I used to shop at Brosmart a lot when, when, I was on, when I was living off Pond de Mouton. But, like, the amount of feedback I got from the, that community that got to see a new piece of video of Miss Geraldine smiling when I walked in, putting together a plate lunch, and just doing what she does. Like, that's there. Hopefully, they've saved it off my pages they can go back and watch their mom do what she loved to do for so much of her life. Just like finding a new Bojack or Clifton Chenier video that somebody has on an at-home camera. You know, unfortunately, the way things were recorded or documented years ago are not easily transferable like they are now where, oh, I can take a video, post it on social media, and it's there until I delete it or they decide it breaks community guidelines or whatever it is, but it's there. You know what I'm saying? And that's what was, to me, the pandemic was terrible, right? But we finally got in the habit of documenting our, like these live broadcasts that our musicians and bands were doing on Facebook, um, to entertain their crowds from home or whatever it is when, when it was like, oh my God, stay locked in your house. You're not going to make it if you leave. Those recordings, hopefully nobody's gone back and deleted them or at least make them right. private or whatever it is. They're there. Yeah. And that has such a tremendous value to me. And that's what's so cool about this whole thing is like I go back and watch in Acadiana Eats that I shot back in 2015 where, you know, Lionel Roban passed. He was the executive chef and former Brobridge Crawfish King um, and was the former executive chef at, uh, at Tabasco. So he'd cook for all these big wigs when they come down to Tabasco. Anyway, he's on a goose hunt. I think it was in California. And the plane goes down. Lionel, Lionel ends up passing. And from what I understand, I don't know if it was the family or what, but I think they aired our Acadiana Eats segment at through some portion of the um, – funeral whether it was the wake the visitation um that 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 stretch of what happens down here when somebody passes the family the people there they they enjoyed and got to watch lionel doing his thing on video hearing his voice having fun cutting up with me like dude there's a value in that 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 cannot be you know taken for granted bro because it's, it's so important man it's so true. important there's a lot that i i'd almost kick myself in the butt for uh every day thinking i'm like man i gotta do this today i gotta do this today you know this day is the only day i'm gonna get to document this or take this photo or and, and uh you know i can't be that hard on myself all the time with it because it's it's hard to to ar be an archivist yeah and i still think about that even in the world we live in today where a lot of people in this cloud might one day not have this stuff, you know, and the cool thing about those old VHS cameras and those old, you know, eight millimeter cameras, it's like, hey, yep. you had to go through the work yep. to pull this out the closet, yep. capture this, bring it home, develop it, and yep. then it turns into a film. And, right. it's, and it's like, man. So I, I don't know. I, I, I do get scared that the cloud will sort of get lost and things like that. So I've always, <clears throat> I've always really tried to at least keep hard drives, yep. at least download what I can, yeah, have that sure. file. You know, I think about that quite often. So John's gotten me in the habit of doing that. I've never been a big delete everything on my phone because I've always been the type of person like, man, you know, one day I'm going to need this. Like, and I, I think working in TV, you know, and especially being in Lafayette, as long as I have at KLFY, 
um, you know, the year kind of rinses and repeats. Like every Friday for the last six years, going on seven years, I've been live tomorrow morning or uh, uh, whatever morning it is, I've been live at whatever festival is going on. And, you know, that's, that's what happens. And it's like, hey, I need video of the Brobridge Crawfish Festival, the Delcom Shrimp Festival. I need this stuff. I'm kicking myself that I didn't save it. So, you know, but that's how our generation, I think, thinks about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I need to do this. But I think the thing that's tough um, with what you're doing, with what I do, especially from a work standpoint, is the value isn't appreciated. And when I say work, you know, I, I think people at home probably look at my music segment as, you know, hey, you know, Gerald, you know, talking to musicians and hanging out with musicians. Okay, like, oh, enjoyed it this morning, out of sight, out of mind. Well, it's like, all right, cool. That That's just the way you like to start your Monday morning. Well, Jerry McGee dies playing music overseas. I think he was in Japan. His dad's Dennis McGee, one of the first ever people to record Cajun music with Amade Ardwan with him on fiddle, right? Mm -hmm. So Dennis McGee has such an impactful, incredible, amazing story. Now, were there people playing Cajun and Creole music before him and Amade? Absolutely. But what I'm saying is, who was the last person to have Jerry on video talking about how he grew up in Eunice, talking about his musical background, talking about how when he recorded with Elvis on camera, and then also we got some videos of him doing some licks and playing it because yeah, Jerry was 80 something years old when I interviewed him and put him on TV where, you know, maybe some people at home are going, man, who's this old dude Gerald's talking to. But then when, when Jerry passes, it's a big deal that we have that because yeah. thank, thank God you interviewed that shrimper right. or thank God you interviewed Jerry right exactly. for, for this segment because now we have that information it's not lost exactly man <clears throat> it's so important I, I can't i can't agree with you more yeah, yeah I, no i'm doubt. serious man and, <laughs> and you're you're doing it you're living and breathing it and you're 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 playing the music with the legends and and the lee allen zenos and and it's uh every year special that i get to see that man and he you know his messages in the morning and you bring up you bring up a good point about Mr. Lee Allen. So you asked me to come, and y'all, I know you, Lane, Roddy. You know I'm friends with all y'all, right? Um, Billy, you know, hey, G, come play. At the <laughs> so I'm hoping. And I told Mr. Lee, bro, when I got up there, I don't deal with stage fright, bro. Like I'm never nervous. It was so wild, bro, to be sitting there and being like, how far have like, what has happened to get to this point, like, where I'm getting invited by, you know, some of the more you ta talented musicians that I know, um, and it's just like, oh, Roddy, take a, like, bruh, my, I was, bro, when I'm telling you I was nervous when I got up there, it was, so, like, I'm, like, playing the licks wrong, and, and Lane calls me up, and I'm like, bro, I'm not ready for this right now, man, I didn't have enough, like, I probably could have used another drink or two, you know what I'm saying, but it's like, all right, G, and I've never been um like in and i've never really gotten up and done like the jam hey yeah we can do that right working through songs kind of while right. we're going because that's you know right now like my band i got my two hours set and i'm not saying i'm opposed to it but to be doing that with y'all was like such a like out of body experience and then i feel i finally caught my stride like you know kind of doing drifting blues like had a blast doing that but like bro doing that you know our version of like mr frank but like I was like up there struggling. I'm like, gee, bro, you got it in my head. I'm like, I'm like cold. I'm not warm. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not being myself because it was such like a man. I got Hunter behind me on drums. I got Lane playing guitar. I got Roddy playing guitar. <laughs> Billy's looking at me like everybody plays accordion. Everybody's like knowing like, gee, dude, you're, but then, you know, your dad's out there cutting up, you know, the whole family. Bro, it was such a, like, I'm like, dude, they're never going to ask you back to come oh, do this again. No way. So, more of the story is, it's like, even if, even if it's just one more time, Hunter, I gotta do it one more time. I got, I got, I gotta prove to myself that I can get up there and do it with y'all, man. Well, Cause I left. I know, I know y'all gonna be doing once it. Once a year, you know, I we know, do man. the we do the toy drive. And yeah, man, it's super special, man. And I feel those those feelings too. Yes, even though that's my family. Yeah, that's like that's the people that I, I cut my teeth with. That's yeah. the people that would give me that 
that like look behind like yeah. no too fast too slow like yeah, you right. know things like that and yeah. man consider yourself always invited to, oh, good, to sit in at right, the toy I'm, drive i'm gonna man. hold you to that in december man because look you. i'm uh, my wife i already know what's gonna happen we're gonna have our, our two baby girls at that point right and uh and she's gonna be going like I'm like, hey, I, I have to go play the toy drive. <laughs> like, well, didn't you do that? Like, no, 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 no. This is like, Eric, I, 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 yeah, this. I'm going with the different. My like, you know, I, I, I have to, I have to get up there. I'm doing the same two songs, uh, and and we're going, and we're going to do it, man. I think one of the best parts is when we got done. Um, was, uh, I guess, yeah, your aunt rolling up on me. She's like. Man, I wish they would have let you keep playing. We were we were grooving, man. And I was like, okay, good, man. Because yeah. you know how it is. Oh, yeah. It's never as good as you think it is, and it's never as bad as you no, think and it is. My aunts, they're the uh, they're the best true. listeners, and man. And that stays true with football too, right? You go yeah. back, like, man, I, I was I played I played my butt off Friday night or on Saturday. You know, like the the handful of people that are lucky enough to play on Saturdays, man. And you go back and you're like, eh, right, like, man, that didn't look as good as it felt, right? Or you're like, bro, I'm terrified. To watch this practice film, I'm I'm terrified. But back to documentation, right? Right. Thank God we got it, baby. Because you can go back, look at it, and get better from it. So yeah. that's why, like, bro, that's the other thing about this whole conversation that we've been having, Hunter. I, in a million years, there should never be more videos of, and I'm not knocking you, and I'm not knocking me. There should never be more videos of Hunter Romero, and I feel like this about a lot of people, right? And it, this isn't a slight, or it should all be equal. There shouldn't be a handful of videos that the public has access to of Clifton Chenier. There shouldn't be a handful of videos that the public has access to of the Bojaks, the Buzu Chavises. That like, where is all this video? Where is? But now, because of the era we live in, it's everywhere. I know, which is awesome. But like you said, uh, you know, at the same time, I also want people to put your phones down. And enjoy the life you're living too, because it's not just all about taking the video and posting it, man. So it's, it's a nostalgia chase. Correct. It's like correct. they're always looking for like what gave them that feeling in the good old days. And you thankfully, know? there's not. I don't think there's any video of our of my two songs at the toy drive, man. So so because I'm ready. Like I said, I'm ready for uh, for the next one. But yeah, no, it's true, man. I, I remember at my wedding in Jamaica. Um, we had 90 people in Montego Bay. It was nuts, man. It was a blast, right? And I'm a big reggae guy, so I was like in my element, man. One of my best friends who I played with at Nichols, who ended up actually tragically drowning um, when I had just moved to Lafayette. And in fact, after that happened, like me and Ariel were like ready, like you know what? This isn't the place for us. We got to go back home. It was just a weird time, right? You lose one of your best friends. Wow. His sister's from, and he's from Jamaica. His dad's from Jamaica. So anyway, we get to go like vibe around Montego Bay with uh, with my boy Darrell's. Uh, sister, so it was a really just a cool trip for us. On top of getting married with ninety of our closest friends and family, which was awesome. But you know, I, I'm sitting there at our wedding, and I go, before Ariel walks in, before it all starts, you know, and everybody, no matter what they tell you, the day they get married, especially if you don't do a first look, like, and we didn't. When my wife walked through, who I've been together, no breaks, all gas, no breaks, baby, since we were 15 years old, you know, 2007. Walk through those doors, man. That was as real as it got for me. Like, man, oh my goodness, I can't believe. Um, I always knew I was gonna spend the rest of my life with her, but it's happening today, right? Um, th those feelings, those emotions, something I, I would never, ever, ever, you know, want to have phones in my view of people leaning down the, and I, you know, people would say, oh, you're just gonna be looking at her. But I had to tell, I told everybody, I said, I don't want any cell phone video. I don't want y'all playing on y'all's phones, taking pictures. I have one of my best friends taking photos and another one of my good friends taking videos. They got it, all right? Like, enjoy the damn moment, man. Like, be in it. You wanna know why these clubs and these restaurants and these bars and uh, these shows were so memorable is because you were engaged while you were there with that moment. Not, oh, let me check in that I'm at, you know, the Superdome or that I'm at Richard's club or that I'm at, you know, Bork's and wherever it is, you know, like yeah. these clubs, these moments, these memories, man, like are so um, special because you're there present in the moment, not bored playing on your phone because you never really gave it a shot. You know what I'm saying? It's true, man. Documented properly, not Correct. just documented, documented Correct. properly. Correct. And man, the phone life and 
I think it, I think it has a lot to do with when these uh, social media deals had like the stories. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, you show what you're doing in the next 24 hours, then it's gone. Yeah. I think that changed the way people want to always pull out their phone at a concert. And, right. Because they're not really even making that video like store to their no, their right. album. They're just putting it on their story for yeah. it to disappear right. in 24 hours. Right. So. It's weird, man. I yeah. think about that stuff. <laughs> I know, I know. And I, I think it's cool at times to like, man, I, when I'm in a moment, like I never start something unless I'm doing it for or like for what I consider work, whether it's on my own time in the afternoons when I'm out and about with John or when it's for work and like yesterday morning or, you know, like I do for some mornings on Pas too. I've got Donnie Broussard, Cameron Fontenot playing guitar, fiddle, accordions. I got these little ladies that put together these festivals in these small towns right. sitting there dancing. It's 4.45 in the morning. It's like, what the heck is going on here? And I just have like aha moments, but I'll document it just because it's like, how awesome is this? But it's a boop, boop away, not boop, boop post now gotta like watch now like let me sell out like look how look how lucky whoa look at what i'm doing i'm so cool like no man right. like right. and so much about what you're doing right now and what we're doing so many people don't do like they don't just sit down and talk right like the only reason why i've checked my phone is just to see what time it is because I know I have to go pick up my daughter. Just like the only reason you checked your phone is like, yo, I have a schedule to maintain, but I'm locked into this moment. But I'm not doing this while you're talking. I'm not looking down at my phone while you're talking to me, responding, because you're not engaged, right, man. Right. Like people just like, bruh. And it, as crazy as it all sounds, it's because what you're building and what we're building, what we're all doing, you want people to be locked into what you're doing. And a lot of the times it's right here on the phone so it's it's this monster man that we're all still trying to figure out but i think you know uh the people that are doing a good job and making the right making the right moves and and doing the right things or or you know uh, whether it's unsung or celebrated at the time it's just important that it's happening it's true man it is i got one more question for you yeah though. what's up bro how do you maintain mental health through all of this yeah you know dude that's that bro that's the first time somebody's asked me that man i'm gonna be honest with you um I've always been an optimistic person, right? Um, sometimes to a fault, sometimes for, for no reason. I've just never been a doom and gloom type of dude, right? Um, so, you know, comments, stuff like that. Like if somebody talks smack, if it's, if it's inappropriate or rude, I'll delete it, right? Um, my page, right? It is what it is. But, you know, um, but it's never been one to, if I do delete something, It'll be so that way it doesn't stoke a fire to lead to more negativity. Like, I'm just not for that. And I'll never be affected by the person that comments something like that because you're not the, you're not the, you're not the type of person I want to be support. I don't want your support. You know what I'm saying? I don't want that energy in my circle in my life with the people that engage with what I do. That's not, that's not what I'm into. And I feel the same way about that on TV. When we get a, you know, used to be, you know, negative Facebook, like, bro, I don't check that because, you know, at, there's a there's a certain crowd that all they want to do is, you know, be negative and, you know, just stoke the fire, I, which is cool. Like, hey, bro, that's your, your life. If you want to be sitting on your lazy boy, you know, miserable, whatever. That's cool. Like, that's your that's your choice. But I don't live in that world. My world is sunshine and rainbows, honestly. And I think a lot of it has to do with what I do, but what I do is a choice. I, I, I put people in positions to succeed and or share with other people something special that they have going on. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm here to love everybody up. That's, that's what I try to do. Now, does everybody get love from, I can't give everybody love. I have to be smart about what I choose as something that I can attach my name um, something that my television station can attach our brand with, right? Like there's, there's a lot of decisions that go on in this head where I feel like I have a pretty good head on my shoulders as to what's appropriate and what's not for us on TV and for what's on my social media pages. So I try to be smart about that um, in my decision-making. So, you know, all these things are running through my head, right? Um, when, when, I, when I maybe have to tell somebody no or no, not right now. Um, when, when people comment, 
you know, I've never had a weight issue. I've always been a big dude. Um, so it's never been, you know, this weight problem. My dad has always had weight issues on his side of the family. So one of the things that's been important to me, it's my, it's in my personality to go, go, go. Right. So for me to, and I grew up on top of a damn po' boy restaurant. What people don't get is like, bruh, I could go eat a 12-inch fried shrimp po' boy at 15 years old and then go to a workout unfazed and like drink a Coke or, you know, and I drink water at the house. But, you know, for my videos, you know, people now like they want to see the Bev. What you drinking? You know what I'm saying? So like there's that whole other aspect. Now I'm drinking, you know, 18 sodas a week for real when that was never you know, it was just now, now that's like taking on its own little life. So mental health wise though, I think what's important. And one of the things that I have to keep in perspective, um, pretty regularly is not over doing it on my end. Um, making sure that the time I spend doing and building what I do at work, what I do on social media, is all done relative for my family's happiness, right? Um, I'm not out there chasing something. I, I, I want to continue to push the envelope with what we're doing. I want to grow. I want to be, you know, everywhere. I want, you know, I, I wish I could be everywhere is what I mean to say. And, you know, I, I, you know, I think the athlete in me is like, I want to dominate. I want to be the best at whatever I put my hands on. Um, and I want to win. What does that look like in the in the food world and in social media and the hat stuff? Like, I just want it to look good. Everything I attach my name to, I want to look good. So there's a pressure I put on myself, I think, at times. Um, but a lot of it, man, like mental health wise, I don't I don't feel myself comparing myself to anybody. And I think that's what kind of keeps me, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed, bro. You know, whether it's music, whether it's food, whether it's in TV, because, you know, all the things that I do for a living and all the things that I do with my time are are, are all hyper competitive, um, you know, very materialistic at times, very image driven, very, you know, you're putting yourself out there, you know, and there's a lot of there's a lot of people that can't do what I do. But I think a lot of it has had to do with my upbringing and knowing um, how hard it is to do what my dad does, what these restaurant owners do, what, you know, like the, just the greater and the bigger picture for me is so much greater than, you know, worrying about what somebody says about my hat and shoe combo, man. You know, like, and that stuff just has never phased me. But growing up, I think, you know, I, I, I developed some tough skin, but I also didn't grow up like a lot of people, man. So I grew up seeing a lot of people, being around a lot of people, um, you know, and uh, I take all that with me. And I think mental health wise, I, I, as long as I continue to do what I do, you know, everybody around me is always in a good mood because I feel like most of the time I'm putting them in a situation that, you know, they're thankful to be in. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. man, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad we're doing this. Thank you for this. You know, that's what I get out. So, you know, when people like tell me, oh, that guy's a jerk or like, oh, you can't play the accordion or, you know, he says this, she says that. Yada, yada. I don't ever get that because when I'm there, it's Gerald. Thank you. Or like, Gerald, man, you're so fun. Yada, yada. Like, are you like this all the time? It's like, well, yeah, I am because I make it a point to be. You know what I'm saying? And it takes work. At, oh, no doubt. Work no do doubt. That. But but I told you at the beginning of this that chip I carry on my shoulder. So that mental health aspect i think me is proving people wrong like and i think there's something there in my head where i don't i don't i gotta prove them wrong it's not one of those things that that is always on my on my mind but when people laugh when i said hey we're gonna i have a zydeco band you know what i'm saying but then we play rock and bowl in july and johnny blanchard tells me it's the best zydeco night he's had since 2018 yeah, uh, bro you better believe the people talking, the ones that I know are talking that don't talk to me. And look, I'm not just talking about the musicians, the this, the that. You know, the people are like, who, who, who does this dude think he is? Like, bro, I'm out here trying to just lift people up and have a good time, bro. And that, that ultimately always rises to the top, all while keeping my wife, my daughter Adeline, and our soon-to-be baby girl Charlotte all at the top of, the, of, of everything, man. Because... I think uh, our home life is something that I will never, ever, ever sacrifice, man. Because I, 
super blessed to have a beautiful, smart, engaging, supportive wife that I don't, I don't, I don't partake in the conversations about, man, you know, being married sucks. And you know, my wife's dead. Nah, man. Like I, I have nothing bad to ever say about my wife, man. Cause she is as good as they come. My daughter's a rock star and like they take precedence no matter what. My family knows that my friends, my real friends know that like it's, it's, it's a no brainer. When people try giving me marriage advice, it's like, bro, you're wasting your time, man. Cause I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't man. So that's, that's what really kind of, you know, kind of keeps it all clear for me. That's admirable, my friend. Yeah, that brother, is, appreciate that you, is man. really, that's a beautiful thing. And you put family first and, uh, I saw your, your uncle Jay recently. Yeah, man. He, he's a great, uh, <clears throat> image of God and, and a great role model to me. And, he always calls me at the right times and just want to give him a little shout out too as well. And, and, uh, man, just, just glad to know you glad yeah, to brother. know your whole family. I know you're a strong dude and you putting, uh, you putting up with it all, man. And yeah, you're doing go. it for the culture. Hey, you know what, you know what they say, right? Don't worry about the mule. Just load the wagon, baby. We're going to get it, my brother. <laughs> it going to do what it do. That's for, it, baby. From Mr. Lee <laughs> Allen. Man, I, I'm so glad I got to catch you today. I'm, I'm, uh, and shout out to Tons Restaurant here on Main Street in Broussard, Louisiana. And thank you so much, Holly, for letting us use your space while they, while they did their uh, mopping and stuff. We kind of started it up. I had some red beans today. And, uh, man, I'm on my way out to the Delcom Shrimp Festival. I'm so excited I get to sit down with the one and only Mr. Wayne Toops tonight and, and let him tell me his story on Hold the Gravy and check him out, check, him, check out what his, his band is doing these days. Hopefully the rain stays away. And, man, I, I can't thank you enough. I hope you get to come out to, to our festival here on October 1st, Fete du Void in Oakdale. You know there's an uh, invite always for, for the man, Gerald Grunig himself, and Devin and Stale Cracker, if y'all want to come too. <laughs> y'all can come and taste the food, do a little food segment, whatever. The ticket's there. It's waiting for y'all at Will Call. Oakdale, baby. <laughs> Show you right. I love it, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you pulled that out, man, for sure. It's going to be a little tough, man. I know we're playing music October 1st. We're going to be in Abbeville, but, uh, you know, we're having that baby in the middle of September. Right. So, New, newly born. Yeah, that's so that's, a, that's you know, like that, you know, like I always say, kind of keeping Ariel. And everybody first is like, bro, I would love to do this. Yeah, you'd love to say yes to everything. Correct. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. I would love to, bro. But if not, I, though, toy drive. That's, yeah, no doubt. December's happening for sure. But I can tell you two weeks with a with a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a two-week-old, it may be tough to get out to Oakdale on a Friday night and then be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going Saturday, too, to play music. <laughs> so. But, yeah, thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Gerald. Take care, brother. Thank you so much for checking out Part two of the Gerald Grunig experience. My friend G, man, I, I really appreciate this episode. I really th thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule away from your family, which is a beautiful thing. And best of luck to you down the road. And I know we'll cross paths here very soon on Hold the Gravy. And we support Acadiana Eats, of course. And thank you so much for doing what you do for the culture, my friend. And keep at it we got some great things happening this fall and hold the gravy i'll once again be out at the world championship gumbo cook-off in new iberia louisiana that's happening on october 9th it's a sunday i hope to see you out there make sure you keep an eye on our fishermen get those ice chests cleaned out get them ready for the next market this is hold the gravy podcast thank you all so much for clicking again on episode 18. We'll see you very soon.